When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm Freddie Tennyson. Thanks for listening to the Evening Standards Tech and Science Daily Podcast. Here's what's happening today, Monday, September the 21st. We begin with the latest coronavirus announcement. Some of Britain's top scientific advisers have warned of a critical point in the pandemic as cases surge. In a briefing this morning, the Chief Medical Officer, Professor Chris Whitty, and Sir Patrick Vallance said that the UK could face 50,000 new infections a day by mid-October if the virus isn't controlled soon. Currently, the UK is facing around 6,000 new cases a day. That's across the board in every demographic, and it is leading to increased hospitalizations. Professor Whitty reiterated the need for good practice in terms of the pandemic. That's including the government's hands, space, face message, washing hands for 20 seconds, and social distancing, as well as self-isolating, as may be asked of you. He also warned of the need to break unnecessary links between households. That means cutting contacts at work and in social environments. Meanwhile, the UK's Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, warned that the final decisions about what new restrictions will be imposed have not yet been taken. But speaking on ITVs this morning, he strongly implied that pubs in England will face some restrictions. Some good news, though. Patrick Valance was optimistic for a vaccine in the near future, saying it is possible that some vaccine could be available in small amounts this year, but it is more likely that a vaccine will be available first next year, although that is also not guaranteed. To America, where a judge has blocked President Trump's plans to ban the Chinese-owned app WeChat, citing constitutional free speech laws. With over a billion Chinese users, WeChat combines messaging, social media, photo sharing and mobile payment services. The White House says it threatens national security because the app could pass user data to the Chinese government. Both WeChat and Beijing have rejected the claims. The ban would have seen the app removed from Apple and Google services. The case was brought by a group of US WeChat users unhappy with Trump's executive order. US Magistrate Judge Laura Beeler said that while there was some concern around data privacy and the Chinese government, the evidence for WeChat's involvement was limited. Sitting in San Francisco, Judge Beeler said that the proposed ban raised serious questions related to the Constitution's First Amendment. Another app ban that's been at least temporarily delayed is TikTok. President Trump says he's approved a deal for the sale of the app's US operations to Oracle. Under the new agreement, TikTok's parent company ByteDance will still hold the majority stake. The deal is said to also involve Walmart and a huge payment to a US education fund. On Saturday, the president said that TikTok was to be fully controlled by Oracle and Walmart, but yesterday this portion seemed to shrink to 20%. 
28 days without a spot on the sun. That brings 2020's total to 184 days so far of a spotless sun, making it one of the longest stints in recent years without sunspots. It comes as scientists say the sun has entered a new solar cycle, a period of space weather that can have serious consequences for technology on Earth and astronauts potential for satellites and communication signals to be affected. Sunspots are dark patches that appear on the surface of the sun produced by magnetic activity. They are cooler than other parts of the surface and are associated with events like solar flares. And as we move into the next solar cycle, activity on the sun's surface is expected to increase slowly with a peak in five years' time. Two asteroids are heading for a flyby over the next fortnight, the first passing Earth this Friday with a diameter of 465 feet. It's believed to be travelling by at a mere 3.6 million miles away. If it helps you feel any safer, the moon is just under 240,000 miles away, so you've got some distance. NASA made the announcement about the asteroids as part of their Near-Earth Objective Systems, which characterises and assesses the risk of impact and defence strategies for any potential collisions. The second larger asteroid is expected to pass us on the 29th of September at a slightly closer but comfortable distance of just under 1.8 million miles. China is losing access to space tracking stations in Western Australia. That's after the Swedish space corporation who owned the site said they would not be renewing any contracts with Beijing. The site is located next to the Swedish satellite station primarily used by the United States and its agencies including NASA. It's a blow to China's space exploration pursuits, with the nation increasing its access to overseas ground stations in recent years in line with the expansion of its space exploration and navigational programs. Neither the Chinese or the Australian governments have commented. Now, if you're enjoying this bulletin, then please take a moment to subscribe and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. The wealthiest 1% of the world's population are responsible for the bulk of our carbon emissions. They're emitting more than twice as much carbon dioxide as the poorer half of the world. That's according to new research compiled by Oxfam and the Stockholm Environment Institute, which looked at trends over a 25-year period. It means that the richest 10% of the global population, that's around 630 million people, were responsible for over half the world's carbon output. The report says that the richest 10% of the global population, that's around 630 million people, were responsible for over half the world's carbon output. Oxfam say that letting the rich emit vastly more than those in poverty is unfair. It wants to put taxes on high-carbon luxuries, a frequent flyer levy that was also mooted by Extinction Rebellion, and it wants the investments funneled into low-carbon alternatives and improving living standards for the poorer in society. Britain is witnessing the death throes of diesel. That's according to experts in the auto industry who say sales of green cars have surged past diesels for the first time. Figures show that over 33,000 electric and hybrid cars were registered between April and June. Diesel registrations were at 29,000. Tesla, BMW and Nissan have led the way in sales. Four years ago, diesels outsold hybrid and electric cars by almost 14 to 1. Critics say it could be a cultural divide with car sales down generally. It may just be those who lean towards greener vehicles who would be driving the sales during the tough economic year. But it follows the introduction in London of the ultra-low emission zone, which 
penalizes drivers for using more polluting cars. It also follows the Volkswagen Dieselgate scandal, which found the German car firm cheating their results in emission tests. And with the government preparing to ban new petrol and diesel models, the change is likely just the beginning. you getting a loan approved with only your face to verify your identity. Well, that's what a new report from The Telegraph says. It's part of a deal between biometrics company Onfido and credit check giants Experian and TransUnion. Users will be able to scan their face using the front-facing camera on their phone, which would then cross-reference the face with a database of their information. It aims to improve security, particularly with remote access banking. There is some concern about the centralization of people's data, though, potentially bringing out new forms of security risks. You're up to date. Subscribe and come back tomorrow for a fresh update on the latest news from the worlds of tech and science. Also, check out our podcast, Women Tech Charge. Dr. Anne-Marie Amaphidon meets amazing women leading the way in science, tech, maths and engineering. There are two whole seasons to binge and the links in the show's notes. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.